0: Welcome to Bible Harmony. Today's lesson is going to be entitled, Peace on Earth Through the Lamb of God. This is an exciting lesson, and I hope you enjoy it. God's mission is to have a people and to have a relationship with those people. To have a people and to have a relationship with those people. So you might just want to underline or circle some words that are important to you. God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is king. He is king of the universe. This is his kingdom. In the beginning, heaven and earth were connected, but the devil tempted and man chose to sin against God And from that time, there has been 4,000 years of separation. Think about it. That's a long time. But then you've got to think about, through most of that time, they lived 900 years. Whew, can you only imagine how many outfits you would have to have in 900 years? Through those years, God had people he spoke through, instructing them how to get back into fellowship with their God who loves them. God called a family, the children of Israel, through whom he would send his son to be flesh and blood once and for all for sin. The picture word for love, and let's repeat it, the Father revealed. God reveals himself to us through love. The Father revealed. All through the Bible, God has revealed himself to mankind by loving them. Today, since the cross and the establishment of the new covenant, which is in place, we of all people should understand the great love of God. I can see, and I'm sure you can too, um, that they could not understand all of God's plan in the Old Testament. Love is the foundation of all that God is. For example, he is merciful, steadfast, long-suffering, and all his attributes, and they're all based on love. He is steadfast because he loves. He is kind because he loves. And that list goes on and on. We love God because he first loved us. Well, this is kind of an important picture word because of the season that we're now in. This same word has been present all through the Old Testament, but they never saw it. The picture word for covenant, the word is beret the sign or the cross of my son they shouldn't have been confused then when Jesus the son of God hanged on the cross for our sins but guess what picture words were gone they didn't have them by then the cross or the sign of my son that is what the word covenant is in picture words God love for us is not the question, but do we complete his love and then love others? That's Rackham. If you didn't hear last week's lesson, you should go listen to it. We are to complete God's love. In other words, God loves us, but do we love him back? Someone tells us they love us, do we love them back? And that completes that circle. And we talked about last week how we should be saying to God, God, I love you. Now, that was not developed in me for 60, 70 years. That thought was not developed. It was always God is mean, God is judgmental, but not that I should ever tell God I love him. But that is what completes his love very hard, and I could sit on this topic, which I did last week, but we'll keep on going because we have a lot to cover. The Father so loved us, so loved us, that he gave us his Son to pay for our sins. That's a great love. That is a great love. In doing so, he established a new covenant with mankind. This is the last covenant. Call it the New Testament, but it's the New Covenant. Let us shine forth with the love we saw displayed in Jesus' earthly ministry. How about it? We need to do that, especially when you consider the times that we're living in, folks. Have you watched the news lately? This plan was God's plan from the beginning of the world. It's not an afterthought with God. I've heard this taught. Well, then God had to come up with another plan because that plan didn't work. So let's come up with another plan. No, God put this plan in place. It's the same plan. He used the same word covenant. It's the same covenant. Different meaning for us today, though. God is love. How precious is your steadfast love, O God. The children of mankind take refuge in the shadow of your wings. Thank you, Father, for your steadfast love. We should thank him for that steadfast love. What is that steadfast love? Well, I'm so glad you asked. It is his steadfast love that motivated the son to become a man. I mean, would you want to take on becoming a man, realizing what you were? The Holy Son of Almighty God, flesh and blood man, the atoning sacrifice for the sins of this rebellious image bearing, image bearers, so they could be reconciled and free from guilt and shame. This is the, the biblical definition for steadfast is firmly fixed in place. He doesn't change his mind. It's firmly fixed in place. Whatever he said, it's if he says he loves you, if he said he died for you, if he said he wants you to walk in a way pleasing to him, he will provide that way. Unmovable. Not wishy-washy. Not subject to change. A relationship with God, the good news. Let's focus on this good news. Creator God placed Adam and Eve in their garden home, and daily he would come to fellowship with them. Once, Since that time, God has sought to have a relationship with mankind. We just so need to get that ingrained in our mind. He wants a relationship with you. God is not up there in heaven or even in this room not attending to you, not concerned about you. He's concerned about everyone, every one of us. The ultimate goal of the gospel is a loving, meaningful relationship with God, to be in harmony with God. Jesus came to recover a family. That's why he came. It is through Jesus' work That we are adopted. Adoption is acceptance into a family. God is the Father. Jesus is our Lord, but he is also our elder brother. The ultimate goal of God is not a labor force or a warring force, although both of those may be needed. It is a family. It is a family. He wants us as his sons and daughters. He wants us to be part of his royal family. Think about it. There are quite a few protocols involved in going to see royalty. We may talk about that sometime. He wants our involvement. He wants a relationship with us. And I'm going to keep repeating it. Therefore, He initiated the plan that would bring all of this about. He dealt with the one thing that stood between us and him, sin, sin. So let's look at the picture word for sin. It is chata. It is the fence that surrounds strongly or the fence of of the snake's strength. That makes sense to you? Sin separated us from God. It, set, it fenced us away from God. It's a fence it's a, that strongly surrounds us. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, you couldn't see the fence, but that fence went up and it totally surrounded them and it separated them from God. Sin had separated man from God. Sin introduced the one thing that would keep us from loving, trusting, and being involved with God. When they sinned in the garden, they lost their position, and their life changed. And boy, we could go on and on about their life changed, but one day all that's going to be restored. God gave them a way to have access to him because he wanted to have a relationship with them. They had to follow the instructions to sacrifice a lamb, confess their sins over the lamb, and shed its blood. This process happened hundreds of thousands of times in the Old Testament under the Old Covenant. This very detailed process, which we are not going to discuss tonight, I'm sure you're glad, Did not forgive sins, it passed them over to the next Passover. Only the blood of Jesus could take away sins once and for all. Today, on this side of the cross, we of all people have all the advantages of all other generations. We are nearing the end of God's mission, building a kingdom the family of God. God's mission is for us to have a relationship with him. It's a call to action. You know, God's working daily with us for that goal to be accomplished. Meaningful relationships is the product of love, trust, and personal involvement. Relationships grow to the extent that each one of these factors is present. When there is no love, trust, and personal involvement, uh uh-oh, there is no relationship. No relationship, those are important words. Do you have a relationship with your father, the king? Love is spelled T-I-M-E. It takes time. It takes time to grow all three of these. We need time with God in order to develop and experience these factors. When we spend time with someone who is kind to you, will you grow grow to have trust for that person? All positive involvement is part of developing the relationship. However, you will not spend time with someone that you do not realize, if you do not realize they accept you. You just won't do it. You will never have the opportunity to experience God until the issue of peace is resolved. You remember what peace means? Destroy the authority that establishes chaos. Who is that authority that establishes chaos? It's Satan. He has to be what? has to be destroyed. It has to be destroyed. You can't just say, shoo, shoo. Jesus came to destroy that power of Satan. We now have peace. We should enjoy it, shouldn't we? In the garden, there was perfect harmony until Satan tempted and they ate of the tree God told them not to eat of. And that sin took away the harmony by introducing sin. Uh, into the bloodline of all mankind, for that all have sinned. Peace was not easy to obtain. Please hear me. Peace was not easy to obtain. It took Jesus's death to bring us back into harmony with God. Righteousness, righteousness demands that sin be paid for in the flesh of the one who commits the sin. Well, that is a big fear of the judgment that most of the Old Testament folks dealt with. But not you. The price has been paid. Hebrews 2, 11, beginning, it says, both the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy are of the, wow, same family. Circle it, mark it, do something with that. We're of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them, are you, brothers and sisters. He says, I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters in the assembly. I will sing your praise. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, he says, here am I, the children God has given me. We could talk about that more, maybe we will sometime. Since the children have flesh and blood, He, too, shared in their humanity so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death. That is, there he is, the devil, the devil. Now, we've heard it preached, and we've heard it taught, and to one extent we we know it, but I think it's good, again, to reflect back on that thought to really understand, because this is the time of year that it's involved in, to really understand what happened when Jesus died on the cross. And who knows, maybe you can share this with somebody. And free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. For surely it was not angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants, that would be you too. For this reason, he had to be made like them, fully human in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest. High priest was the mediator between man and God. That's who he became, the high priest, in service to God, that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself suffered... When he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. And I am so glad that he understands what we go through. Romans 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, the good news of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. The good news of Jesus is the power of God. Without good news... There's no power. If you don't have God's Holy Spirit in you through the good news of Jesus Christ, guess what? No power. You have no power. The word salvation comes from the Greek word sozo. It is more than a new birth. It means healing, protection, deliverance, safety, and a host of other good things. He is our salvation. If we do not tell others about the good news, the power of God cannot come and bring salvation into those, to the lives of hurting people. The good news is not for everyone, only for those who believe. When Jesus began, began his public ministry, he proclaimed the purpose for which the Holy Spirit was upon him, to preach good news. Then in verse 19 of Luke 4 it says to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Well, what does that mean? Well, I'm so glad you asked because this is one of my favorite topics because I love the feast and I love anything about the the Old Testament. The the acceptable year of the Lord is the year of jubilee. One in the same. One in the same. All the Old Testament feasts and ordinances were designed as types and shadows of the New Testament and were all fulfilled and consolidated in Jesus and his death. This is important, burial and resurrection. We are no longer required to keep those old covenant rituals because we are partakers of the new and better covenant based on better promises but they gave us enlightenment concerning all that has, do, has been done for us in Jesus Christ and the promise made and the blessings we can expect, expect. The year of Jubilee was sacred. It was a sacred time in the Old Testament because it was a year. Now listen to it and see if you can see the parallels. Because it was a year when all debt induced servanthood, ended, debts and mortgages, well, that would be a good one, were canceled, slaves were freed, all family inheritances were restored back to the original owner. Who owns this world? God does. Everyone was given a fresh start. That's why this is so important. This is the year acceptable unto the Lord. This is Jubilee. When you get saved, it's Jubilee for you. We should be living in Jubilee. Think about what happened when Jesus died, claiming the earth as his and freeing those who who were enslaved by Satan since time began. Wow, that's a big deal, isn't it? It's a really big deal. If they accepted the payment Jesus had made for them, Will everybody accept the payment Jesus made? No, they won't. No, they won't. And that's so sad because he loved them and has done everything for them. But it's their job to say yes or no. This is what the death, burial, and resurrection is all about. This too happened on the dates of the first three Old Testament feasts. We're not going to talk about them. I've taught that so many times in here. With the coming of the Messiah, there would be a new day, a new day for man and for God some 2,000 years ago now. Keep in mind that God's plan for man has not changed. He did not change from the old to the new covenant. He worked every day for 4,000 years to bring about a place to experience his love. But now, through Jesus, it could happen. Finally, a loving relationship between God and man would be possible. There would be peace. Today, Christians can have what no other generation prior to the cross ever had. We can have peace with God. He has made us righteous. He finds no fault with us because we have been washed and cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. In this atmosphere of peace and acceptance, we can come to God without fear. We can establish a real relationship with him. We have no need to be afraid that he will reject us. We have peace. Romans 5, 1 and 2. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, through him we have also obtained access by faith into his grace by which we stand, and we rejoice in hope and in glory of God. That word justified, the same root uh, for the word righteous, and it could read, therefore being made righteous, being made righteous, we have his righteousness, being made righteousness by faith, We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. That's 2 Corinthians 5.21. Well, if that doesn't cause you to want to show and tell someone, especially this time of year, I don't know of anything I don't know of anything that will. And I think we need to be re-reminded of what God has done for us. Let's pray. Our precious Father, we thank you so much for the new covenant. We thank you for Jesus shedding his blood so that we might be saved. We thank you for the peace that you have given us and the unspeakable, steadfast love. Now pray, Father, that you'd help us to go share that love with someone else, that you would Help us to stay in love with you and tell you how much we do love you and how much we do want to serve you and please you. We ask all these things in the precious name of Jesus and with thanksgiving. Amen.